0: The 100 Marathon Club, by Darren Smith, number 42, Serpent Trail Ultra, 6th of July 2019. This one was not on my radar. I'd never heard of it, or the race organiser, Freedom Racing, before I signed up. But I was talking more in the UK trail running circles at the time. I even subscribed to Trail Running Magazine. So when the race came up in three separate conversations, including with photo girl Allie, whose opinion I value greatly on these matters, and who listed it as one of her favourites, I had to check it out. It is a point-to-point race, 100k starting in Hazelmere, or a 50k starting in Petworth, and both finishing in Petersfield, a town, from what I can tell, with no Uber and only three taxis. In the early morning, you were taken from the race HQ at the local sports club by bus to the start, which pretty soon had me green in the gills and concerned fellow runners Boz and Helen, who both sat too close in what we call the spatter zone of a grown man who still suffers from car sickness. But we arrived safe... Uh, Which is good, and vomit free, which is better, to discover that there were about 300 of us on the 50k uh, racing along the Serpent Trail that I discovered was not named uh, due to its serpentine nature, but rather that it goes through the habitat of the UK's three most common varieties of snake. Well, isn't that lovely? Enough is enough. Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Quiet. Um, With only 700 metres of ascent and five well-stocked checkpoints, as well as a very generous 11-hour cut-off thanks to a walking contingent, it would be a gentle run on a very hot British summer's day that started with what felt like a false start. We ran up uh, from the farm in which we had congregated after getting off the bus and immediately hit a queue of people. The gate to get off the property was a kissing gate with only one person at a time able to get through. But I was okay with this because it created natural gaps between the runners and as soon as we did finally escape five minutes later... The race had opened up, and when it did, it was both brutal and beautiful. With sun-baked hills topped with trig points, uh, my new favourite sighting on trail races, you, can, you ran down through gorse or farmland. Several times we stopped at fields of cattle. A few runners were scared. Others waved their arms to move them on. The cows, that is, not the other runners. There was a herd of horses at one point, and I had to pick my way through them, but they were too hot and were happy to ignore me as I snuck by. A field of wheat became a popular photo opportunity, and the race photographer picked the right spot to capture the moment. A lone tree in the background, crops at about waist height, brilliant blue skies above, very much in keeping with the race. I did stop at a shop again for cold drinks and water to take some salt packets as I was starting to feel a bit sick with all the sweating. But I was then in the woods once more. The narrow paths overgrown with spiny bushes either side, grateful of any actual path. Or, more so, spongy woodland trail with the brown pine needles acting as a cushion for my beaten-up feet, as well as a canopy overhead to keep off the sun. The terrain, I seem to recall, changed a few times. I spotted signs on the fir trees, I think, as they got taller and drier. The signs warned of the danger of fire. Their appearance coincided with the trail paths being replaced with sand, Clearly, to work as a firebreak, they had dug into all the piles and poured tons of sand onto them. It's great to stop a catastrophe, but not great when you're trying to run on them. Twenty miles into a race, it made it very heavy going, akin to running on a beach. I cut my arm at one point, running too close to thorn bushes. The photographers popped up from time to time. The tunes kept me going as hills were climbed until you reached the summit, a trig point at the top and a view to die for. You would stop and take a photo, commenting to the other runners of its beauty and how much fun you're having before starting again down the hill on stony paths. It was the third checkpoint that was mismeasured and threw me off a little from what I remember it should have been at 29k but it was actually nearer to 33 and those two extra miles in the heat and not knowing when the next refreshment would actually appear uh, can be a bit of a mental drain on you but the checkpoints were all good and the third one as i arrived they were cutting fresh melon i had a few pieces of honeydew and cantaloupe before filling my bottles, pouring a jug of water over my head and venturing back out into the stunning countryside in which I was happy and quite happy to lose myself in the day, the setting and my music. And then we were in the outskirts of Petersfield eventually. Helen, who had run this before, had warned us at the start about how last year Uh, she arrived at the rugby club only to find that she needed to run several more kilometres through a nearby nature reserve before re-entering the grounds and the finish. And this little tidbit of information did me well, as I ran the pavements of the town and then turned into what I could only assume was the nature reserve she mentioned. It meant I was close to home, just not quite there yet, it was time to dig in and reflect on a beautiful country setting just to get it done. And that's what I did, finishing five minutes off my 50 KPB and enjoying this race so much that I booked myself on it for the following year, the day entry opened. And that says a lot about how much I enjoyed it. Next up, and to complete my third 12 in 12 four months ahead of schedule is the South Coast Challenge.